Perek Arbasar, page Tuf Chafbez, 422. This is actually the fifth, uh, the fifth time that we're getting together as far as El is concerned, but it's the uh, the third the third Perek dealing with the El Vadim. Chesh ben Anefesh liyaymadin stam umiyuchod general and uh, specific betamad chacham. So we'll translate like that. The first, uh, the first paragraph is going to be a little bit of a summary of the uh, the ideas that we were talking about. It's impossible, and it's really usher for a person to remain a stam adam to be to be generic. And this is l'tayvulamutav. This is if you go back to the first piece and two that we discussed uh, in terms of chesed and afesh, we talked about kivnei maron being judged as an individual. And this is l'tayvulamutav. People have certain things that they do wrong, and people have certain things that they do right. Uh, and uh, we have. Some things are challenges for us, and some things we have the benefit of the momentum of the community, of the friends, uh, you know, of the place that we that, that we're growing with, and you know that that could be used to our benefit. But that's really our starting point. That's the universe in which we are able to grow and able to make a cheshbon and nefesh, and that's where our avoda takes place. Ultimately, when a kaddish baruch who judges us uh, against our potential. All of these circumstances will work into it, but to the extent that we just go with the flow, those things, then we're just, uh, you know, at best a robot, but we haven't, we haven't accomplished anything. And uh, we might have even, like, messed things up, but we certainly, we certainly haven't accomplished anything. Uh, and therefore, a person, when it comes to growth and when it comes to accountability, cannot be a stam adam. We have, to, we have to be an individual. Ha'adam nivri yechidi, u'b'chaisam ha'yechidi ashutba kala adam. Every single person is an individual. We discussed this in earlier Vadim, and we discussed this really in the first couple chapters of the Sefer uh, at length, and it's worth, uh, it's worth going back to those. Yechidi ba'adam b'yoyim adin, l'fnei baro, everybody comes as an individual. If a person has ascertained and he's been made on his uh, on his unique qualities and his contributions, uh, the uh, we, we we've said uh, many times, if a person has individual challenges, then and I think Revolve discussed this a little bit in the first chapter, the way I remember it. If a person has challenges, then uh, and they don't overcome those challenges after 120, they'll tell Hakadosh Baruch who's going to ask him why he did those averes, who went down those paths, and they'll say because I had these weaknesses. If a person, but if a person has certain strengths, certain resources, and he's asked, why didn't you, uh, why didn't you exploit those strengths? Why didn't you use those? Those were the things that were easy for you. These are the things that we should be doubling down on, right? In other words, we have things that we can contribute, and we have things that hold us back. The things that hold us back, we certainly have to work on, but the first thing that you have to do before you overcome hurdles is decide what your goals are, decide where you're going. Then you can decide what's, you know, what's holding you back. Um, so cheshbon nefesh does not, ha- uh, and maybe even shouldn't, with weaknesses. If you wanna, if you wanna understand what your avod is, cheshbon nefesh starts with your strengths. It starts with what you can accomplish, and then you have to look inward and say, now that I, now that I've seen that I have these certain advantages, and this is, this is where I can contribute. So what is it that's holding me back from these types of, from these types of, uh, you know, fr- from, from what I should be doing? Uh, we, we've actually discussed this also, but I'm gonna mention it now. 
our lives in general are very, very responsive and really reactive to our surroundings. And a lot of times it really does take a cheshben nefesh and a certain presence of mind and even some hisbaidados, which we talked about, in order to ascertain you know, where a person is holding. And the, the context that we were talking about it the last time or a couple times that we discussed about it was, was COVID. You know, it, it tends to be that, that people... Uh, even people who are self-aware, if they come, you know, they talk about the couple of areas where they have challenges that ends up being the same every year. They attribute it to certain, you know, parts of their personality maybe that they have to work on. But a lot of those really become circumstantial. And during COVID, people's lives totally got, totally got turned upside down. So for instance, you know, I, I, I think the example that I used the last time, a person can think that they have a problem telling Lashon Hara or gossiping. But really, their problem isn't so much gossiping and being social. The problem is that they're a procrastinator and they don't want to do their work. And the most convenient outlet in an office setting is gossip, right? A person can think that, let's say, they, you know, they have a problem. They like to, uh, they like to eat, you know, not kosher food or, you know, have certain other taivas, you know, things like that. But is that, is that their problem? Or maybe the problem is that they feel a need to be included and they're surrounded by certain types of friends that like to do things and therefore they're going after those crowds. And sometimes it's very difficult to even be omade on that until the situation changes. I'm sure there are people during COVID that thought that they had, you know, maybe bad, good, good shalom bias and then all of a sudden everybody was home together and there are problems or vice versa. Right, the situation. Uh, anyway, it turned on his head. I was talking with, uh, with with a friend of mine today, and he was talking about he was talking about his son. Um, you know, the direction that he was headed, and he wishes his son would do X, Y, Z, whatever the case was. But you know, one of the things that we were talking about is he was drawing certain conclusions about his son. When the truth is, is you know, we have, we go to chakras in the morning and then you go to work and then you have a shul and we have all sorts of different social dynamics that we operate in. Um, and then we come home and we are our own person. A kid who's in school might be in school from like seven, eight o'clock in the morning to like, you know, seven, eight, nine o'clock at night, whatever it is, depending what grade they're in. Their entire reality is like dictated maybe from like kindergarten even, certainly through high school with the same social setting and the same group of kids and you kind of fall into certain habits and certain environments. And now let's say a person after high school goes to yeshiva or college, wherever they're going and the, and, and the setting changes. Or maybe, you know, they're in college, but it's only, you know, 12 hours a week or something like that but it's you know it's it's entirely different so this so once the once the atmosphere changes the once the setting changes and the community that they're they're in changes the way that they react the way that they react might change right you could have a kid who's maybe the youngest in the class and he's always trying to act different and then he changes settings uh, and for whatever reason he's more senior in the other setting and he responds differently with a different sense of self-confidence so a lot of times when we think about what we have to work on sometimes we have to know whether it's us whether it's situa- situation Maybe um, a strategic shuva might not necessarily change certain character of ourselves. Maybe step one is just to change our settings. But in terms of what we're talking about, being judged as an individual, we have to be omade on where we are as an individual, what our responsibilities are, where we can maybe put ourselves into a setting to help us along, and where being in a certain setting is harming us. And it's not even necessarily something that's um, you know that 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 really is part of our character problems. It's more situational. So number one. One is we have to be all made on ourselves as an individual. That's the first step towards understanding Rosh Hashanah, understanding accountability. 
and understanding judgment and chesed and nefesh. The second part, so once he understands who he is, Allah So now he has to merge into the tzibur. He has to be a partner. Uh, and we we explain that these two things go hand in hand. Whether you want to think in terms of a puzzle piece, we use the example of an arch, like a building. You know, uh, an, an example of an army or a basketball team, for that matter, with different positions. Uh, your contribution, uh, you, you know, and the the best place for your skill set is going to be defined by your surroundings and because we view Klal Yisrael as a shlemus and a, and a, and a whole so there, you're going to understand your role Klapi the Tzibur and your Avodah in Hashem's universe by your surroundings but once you understand where you're at your responsibility lies in you as an individual. So first you can evaluate your strengths and you say, I have a good arm, I'm a good quarterback, you know, this is where I view myself, or I'm a good, you know, whatever you are. Then you you view the playing field, you see what the best use of your skills is, you go to contribute, but the, the your accountability now, you know, when you come and now you're going to be measured up, you're measured up as an individual, although your contribution is defined within the greater context of the, of the Tzibur. So we discuss these types of things at length, um, those two dynamics. The first two shiram that we talked about were developing as an individual, and the second two uh, were talking more about being part of the Tzibur. Uh, a leaf gets its vitality from the tree. Once the individual separates from the cloud, the leaf separates from the tree. It no longer has its chiyus. The universe is is one organism. Hakadosh Baruch Hu had a rutzen, beracious, b'shvil Yisrael, b'shvil Taira. There's a plan in place, and Hakadosh Baruch Hu. You know, sometimes we tend to look here back. So we say that there is a world and then a man got put into the world and we have our challenges and we have to use it the right way. But that's not really true. What it is is that HaKadosh Baruch Hu had a rutzen for the Bria and that rutzen uh, is focused on Klal Yisrael and, and, and the Torah coming together and the world was created with the Torah as a blueprint so that every single thing in life is there's one superstructure that we fit into and we have a place and everything fits that both in a Klaliistic way and a Pratiistic way. Everything feeds into that. L'chein, and, th- and therefore we have to be part of that process. You can't just withdraw. Uh, you know, it's nice to say that Talmud Torah can get kulam, and a person who wants to learn and daven and do and do his avoda. But once you withdraw, you're no longer part of that process, and you'll get schar. But as far as as far as chius, as far as saying that a kaddish baruch who is running a company and you're asking him to invest resources in you, then you are not you're not contributing to the greater uh, to the greater functionality of that company, right? So we and, and again they're very worthwhile to hear the last couple of shiram. I think they're very good. But in any event, so a person that separates himself from that cloud, so the leaf might be very green and vibrant. But it looks like it, but it's dying a slow death. It's no longer attached to the to the uh, to the elon. The way to be zayichendin is to be somebody who is fulfilling an essential function within the company, Rabin Srichamlo. At a certain point in time, Rabin Srichamlo might be that the city needs a Kailo, the city needs the yeshiva, and my role right now, I'm in high school, I'm in base medrash, my role to fulfill that function is to live within the teva, you know, maybe Makabla Ol, but within the greater good. So my, my my function right now is to work on, you know, to work on this, you know, and, and to work to do self-development. It doesn't mean that a person has to stop everything that they're doing and run around 
and be a and be a community worker but what it does mean is that is that perspective and context has to be like this and again it's very empowering because once a person says HaKadosh Baruch Hu, invest in me because I am an essential worker within the company I'm willing to contribute so now that's that's very good we can all that do that you don't have to be perfect it's not like a God is gonna is gonna check your your checks and demerits and weigh your your mitzvahs and averis and say that you know you're not doing everything you should be doing forget it I, I'll, I'll, I'll worry about cleaning up all of my spilled milk and I'll worry about taking care of the things that are holding me back. But step one on Rosh Hashanah is I'm asking for Hashem to invest resources in me and I need the resources to fulfill the essential role that I have in Hashem's world as dictated by my Chesh ben Anefesh in terms of what my strengths are, what my resources are, what I have the capability to do within the context of the, of the greater whole and therefore that's a very good argument. Hashem, Hashem, uh, that, that, that's a good argument to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. You make a plan, right? These are th- this is what I can do. And you ask Hakadosh Baruch Hu, maybe that's Yishev Das, Shalom Bayis, you know, Chinuch Banim. You ask Hakadosh Baruch Hu to give you the resources and the, and what you need in order to be able to contribute to Hashem's world. And then you you also do tshuva. It's not just an individual process; it's an individual in the context of 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 Hashem's world. So that's that's really a summary of what we've said for the last couple of weeks. Hashlama. The next step to complete this idea, we're going to take another step forward over here, is to understand these concepts in the context, Stam, just a person that goes with the flow, a person under having an individuality and relating to the general klal in the Tchum of Taira. And this follows, by the way, even the, the, the avoda in general, the Sefer itself is Ma'arechas Adam and Ma'arechas Taira. We explained in the beginning of the Sefer why it's structured like that. Why does Ma'arechas Adam come before Ma'arechas Taira? But over here also, we understand the individual, we understand the Klal, and now we have to understand that in the context of Taira. This is a Gemara that we've mentioned several times. Uh, I remember discussing it at least once in, the, uh, in, 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 in our Shiram. Uh, it's a, I think a Pasuk in Mishlei, that Ner is a mitzvah, Taira Ar. Tala Kosev, it's a mitzvah, B'ner, V'tayra Ba'ar. Ner is, it relates to like a candle, to a lantern, a lamp, and Taira to light. Mitzvah b'ner loymer lecha waman ner just like a lamp ain't a magina el lefisha while it's lit it provides light it protects af mitzvah ain't a magina el lefisha a mitzvah also protects while you're engaged in it ves ha'tayra ba'ar ba'ar loymer lecha ma'ar megin le'aylam af tayra magina le'aylam light is more uh, permanent it's more abstract it's there it's not just like tied to a particular candle that it's either lit or it's not. It's the idea of light, and light uh, is more all-encompassing, and it protects. He was going in the depth of darkness of night. He was scared from thorns, barkonim, thistles, pits, from wild animals, from outlaws. And he also doesn't know where he's going. All the milas. When he has a light, uh, a torch, rather, like a lamp, he saved in an immediate sense from stepping in the wrong on the wrong thing. 
and on the branch from tripping. Adayin misyari mechayara. It's not going to protect him. There's still wild animals. I mean, I list him, and there's still outlaws. And he still doesn't know where he's going. Once it's daybreak, Nitzel mechayara. I mean, I list him. And then he's going to be saved from the wild animals and the outlaws. He still doesn't know where he's going. Again, if you look in the index, you'll see which chapter it is, if it's recorded. I remember going, you know, having a whole discussion about this Gemara, but we'll see what we do with it over here. Once he reaches a crossroad where there's signage, so then he can know where he's going. My parsha's Rachim, we're still in the Gemara. What is the crossroads? Amr of Chizda Zetamad Chacham Misa. This is a Tamad Chacha on his day of death. At that point, you know, all the biases drop out, all of the concerns uh, drop away, and he has clarity. He knows which way he's going. Rav Nachman Yitzchak Amrz at Tamil Chacham Viras Chait. So that's that, that's sobering enough. He knows he knows where, where, he's, where he's going. I'm sure, there's, there's other pshatim also, but in a simple sense, you know the, the the ways where all of a sudden people could spend their entire lives, let alone going in the wrong direction because of taivas, but justifications, thinking they're going in the right direction, not really truly knowing what's right and what's wrong. There are certain things that introduce clarity. Again, he learns a libedahilchasa. Taisvis zet hamel chacham desalke leishmaitzel libedahilchasa. What does it mean? Tema veheach nitzal mikulan. How is this person, this hamel chacham, going to be saved from all of these, from all of these uh, pitfalls? Valo lo nitzal miyitzahar beidna deloasik b'tayra. At the end of the day, so when he's learning, I was learning Ali Bidahilchasa, but that's when he's learning. So that you know, that's a certain thing. But how is it in general going to be the the, the catch-all for all of these things? How is it the universal fix-all, Vyesh Lomar? Because we have to define our terms. When we're talking about a Talmud Chacham, just the definition, the baseline Talmud Chacham, there's a there's a Talmud Chacham that X. But what is a Talmud Chacham? A tam a baseline Talmud Chacham is stam tamal chacham tayrasai umnasai that line stam will become important afterwards because we're applying this within the world of tayra first of all we're saying stam tamal chacham and we're talking about what a baseline tamal chacham is as a definition but the other thing that we said is where we introduce this is in general a person can't be a stam anything you have to find your role as an individual and we'll see that's true in the world of tayra and tamid chachamim as well but to be a tamal chacham tayrasai umnaso tayra is his omnus is his craft an entry-level Tamar Chacham is a person, not just who, we're not talking about somebody who knows a lot, uh, and we're not talking about somebody who learns a lot. We're talking about a relationship with Taira and with the world in the context of Taira. So a Stam Tamar Chacham is somebody who, that is his omnis, that is how he goes, and he's thinking about it constantly, and he doesn't go even for Amar without Torah. We have to explore this. This to us sounds almost unrealistic, but I don't think that it's, uh, the way that we'll explain it, it's, uh, I'm not saying that it's necessarily common, but it's not, it's not any more unrealistic than many of the other things, than many of the other things that we do. I mean, just, you know, you know, without, uh, without starting to talk about it specifically, but if you, think about you ever arguing with somebody and you know you say something and they go oh that's the lawyer in you right or you think about something you go oh yeah he's not he's an accountant right there's this assumption that if a person is defined by a certain umnus then they have a certain way of looking at the world and it, it could have nothing to do with, with with anything right in other words that's a profession 
But, but the, we, uh, many people have a certain notion that when once a person, you know, really is invested in a particular discipline, that they literally see the world through those eyes, and it it, it gives them a framework of analysis, and and it's it's taka it's taka true I mean, I, I, in a certain sense, right? A, a person who's a builder, when they walk onto an empty lot, they look at it in terms of you know what kind of a property would be able to be built here. Oh, that's quicksand. Oh, you can't build anything on quicksand. You know, a person. You know, people that are that are investing in startups, when they see a business, they view it through the lens of potential, maybe. I and mean, whatever it is, it's a certain way. It's a certain way of looking at things. There was a, there was a, a story that we uh, mentioned one time. There's an article. I forget the name of uh, of the person, but you can Google it and find it. Not not so hard. I, I heard uh, Ravana Lopiansky mentioned it. Um, it was a woman who became very successful. I mean, she was very intelligent, and she was like a you know professor of some sort or an author. I forget what it was, and she was autistic. And somebody I think was uh, conducting her interview, and they were driving through some like you know some a very scenic route, and the person said to her, you know the, the you know the mountains are awesome, something along those lines, and she said, what does that mean? You know, like, you know, beauty, like architecture, you know, something being exquisitely put together. It's something explainable, something that she can understand. But she said, like, what, what is awe? Like, what, 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 just what, what does that mean? She couldn't relate to, you know, it's, sometimes you have a way, yes, to understand something. And sometimes you have a way not to understand something. But so when, when a person has a certain way of, of looking at things, but let, let's let the, the text uh, go on and we'll see. This idea of an omnos we see that it is addressed when Klal Yisrael came close to the Yamtsuf. They screamed out to Hashem in Tefillah, and they were typhased the umnus of their forefathers. It's a mechilta that Rashi brings. It was a desperate situation. They were They were awakened in a natural way to be mispalel. Right, the Balatanya, uh, Rabbi Nachman also discusses it uh, in a different way. That even sometimes the the pachashim even the lowly people, you'll see that if something resonates within them, they'll die al kiddush Hashem. What one of the things that Rabbi Nachman says uh, that uh, I think the Balatanya says is if a person realizes that it's not a difference of quantity, it's uh, of quality, it's just a difference of quantity, then it'll be easier. Meaning the reason that a person is able, that even a pachasheb pusim, a lowly individual, is sometimes willing to give up their life for Hashem is because when it comes to do avodazar or die, they recognize that this is a total separation between them and Hashem. And once they realize that resonates with them, that, that even they're poshe Yisrael, but they're Yisrael. And once this is going to rip them away from Hashem, something resonates where they're able to Feel that separation, and they, they're able to overcome that and say that they'll die out Kiddush Hashem. Well, if a person would recognize that talking during Kaddish also separates them from Hashem, then they'll be able to tap into that same Kayach within them and awaken it, and they'll be able to be Meiser Nefesh also in day-to-day Avodah. It's not maybe, you know, again, it's, it, we view it as being different than, you know, the ultimate uh, sacrifice, but if, you, if if what you're trying to resonate within you is where you're a Chelik Mal, now you're creating a separation, they're just dull to feeling that separation during uh, during talking during Kaddish, or, right? You know, th- things like that. But if a person would be able to tap into that, so then they would more clearly, you know, they, they, they would more readily be willing to be Meiser Nefesh for, for day-to-day Avodah. So he says that this, th- this idea is brought out by the Mechilta, that when they dive into a Kaddish Baruch Hu, this was 
a natural, uh, a natural in something embedded within them. That was their umnos. This was a natural tendency that was that, that was rooted within them and yarshined by the from the others. Hanhaga hamutbas beteva adam. Something becomes second nature. Mamish bedamo he nikreis umnos. That is what the what, what the umnos is. You train your hands. Oimein yadav oimein. The hands could be trained. The uh, Esther was raised, but it's something that's trained into something, and it becomes part. Part of again, it's part of an umdus. It's part of this uh, person's profession. Vizui, not more than profession. It's part of his uh, craft. But zui tayraso shel tamad chacham. So again, this when we talk about the stam tamad chacham, we're just defining a tamad chacham. It's not how much you know, and it's not how much you learn. It's the way that you relate to Taira and you relate to the world around you. The Taira of a tamad chacham, his relationship with Taira. Um, it's and if you if, if you understand in other words that we say that the Torah is the blueprint of the world you know going back to what we said before if you walk around and you understand I mean think about like you know playing I, I, I don't know like video games but you could imagine like playing a video game where you know the, the character is like walking through and he knows that it's programmed with there's no extra pieces if there's a I guess it could be a decoy but you know if there's a sign on the wall then somehow it's a hint maybe it's not for now it's for later the programmers designed the program towards everything having a purpose HaKadosh Baruch Hu had a Ratzin the Ratzon dictated HaKadosh Baruch Hu um, you know I don't know if you remember the famous story with the orchestra with Arturo Toscanini right in other words the person who's listening to the symphony so he might not he might think it's beautiful even if one of the if one of the players is not there but the person who's writing the orchestra every single instrument and every single note even if it's a seemingly minor piece is there because it complements something otherwise they wouldn't have put it in to begin with Anything extra, and if anything takes away, takes away from it, and therefore, if uh, the, the Talmud Chacham understands Bishvil Taira, the 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 world was created. Bishvil Yisrael, the world was created. There's Suras Adam. We say that the six hundred thousand, the six hundred thousand letters in the Taira, and this represents the Neshamas of Yisrael. And there's Tariag Mitzvahs, which is Ram Achivaram, Shisag Gidim, and that relates to the positive Mitzvahs and the negative. The, there is an overall Tzura to the entire Bria. Right, this one is probably not calling in. There's an overall tsura to the entire Bria. And when the Tamil Chacham looks at that, right, in other words, he lives in a world of Tyra. It's not something that he can separate himself from any more than, let's say, somebody who studies, you know, physics, like, and that, that's the example that we always use, because those are the rules of reality as we know it. That's, you know, that's heat and temperature. If, if, if you were literally going for a PhD in things that spoke about, you know, hot and cold and gravity and sound, and you learned, you learned it in a textbook, and then you walked around, and you literally heard, like, you know, an airplane, you know, like, you know, or, or a, a car was passing with a horn, and then, you know, the noise got louder and lower as it passed, because of the Doppler effect, or you know, when it, when it came to uh, you know certain things, and it became just a living, a living manifestation, a living halbasha of what you were learning. It wasn't information; you were learning like the rules of the world. You know, the person who saw the blueprint and then they walked into the building, and this was it, and they got excited. You can't stop thinking about that. That, that, that doesn't that doesn't pause. So a Tamil chacham is a person who alibi the hilchasa, but 
this is the world that he lives in. There's a story, I think, brought down by Rishlom, about Rishlom Zalman. I saw in the Sefer called Bavavi Mishkan Evna, which we mentioned, I didn't bring it with me, that somebody, I forget who it was, saw Rishlom Zalman as a kid. This is why I remember the story, but the story is true, whether or, not it, whether or not I'm quoting it right. But the point is true, that he like saw a chicken or something running around the street, and he said, oh, that's Bavakama. You know, you know, like that's a particular Mishnah. You know, this is the case. You know, you see, you see a case where a car is rolling down the street, and it's a truck spits out out a piece of gravel at a window and breaks the windshield, then you'd say, oh, that's Tzorus. Like, that, that's the case of Koho. That's, you know, these types of cases. You're living, you're living the Torah. That's the definition of a Tamil Chacham. A, a person who might be very book smart and learn Torah as a subject and then closes his books and then he lives, he goes out into the rest of the world, then there's something missing. In the, uh, we've mentioned before also that I forget words brought down, but Diane Grunfeld mentions it in the Hakdama to Chorev that Rav Hirsch made some sort of a statement that they should lock the shuls for a hundred years because people have started to think that religion is in the shul and then they go out into the street and then they go on with the rest of their day. But really, tefillah is coming from Lushen of, of, of judgment or pilel or reflection. During Shachris, you kind of you know, get ready for the day. During Mincha, you check in. During Marv, you reflect back on the day. And, and, and really the avoda happens after you leave, you leave the shul, but the life is a, is a living avoda, and people, people have forgotten that. They think that avoda is in the shul, and, and life is just mundane. So he says, this is a stam tamad chacham. Again, we're not talking about a tamad chacham yet who's advancing, or who's doing anything further. We're just defining a tamad chacham who, going back to this Gemara and Saita, has clarity. This is our baseline Tamil Chacham. He's thinking about the Shaklavitarya, right? Somebody tells him, uh, you know, he's going out without a coat. And they said, yesterday you needed a coat because it was 30 degrees and now it's 20 degrees. So why are you arguing with me? That's a Kal That's Rabbi Yishmal. That's in the Siddur. That works. That's Ratzon Hashem. That's. Uh, that, that's and whatever sugi he's absorbed in, like a sponge, soifegas, he's totally, he's totally absorbed by it, right? All of a sudden, you start to see, again, like even in our physics example, or for that matter, you know, we've said before, somebody who's studying for the medical boards or the CPA exam or the bar or, you know, politics, all of a sudden, you ever with somebody who's like very into politics? Anything they see becomes a trigger, you know, becomes a sports analogy. You know, everything. So, again, I, you know, in a way, this sounds like a high level that we're divorced from. And on the other hand, it's not a high level because it's something that many of us do or know people that do for a lot of other things. It's just a question of what their ambition is. There, there are a million people that act like this and whatever it is that the, their ominous is, what we're trying to do is understand going to Rosh Hashanah to realign our goals and priorities and become Torah people. We need to make Torah that way, have that prominence, right? Why should it be politics and sports? when it could be, if anything, you know, COVID certainly maybe was a relaxation from sports and a lot of other entertainment, you know, and temporary related things. But as Taisvis continues, Rabbi 
What's a chil Hashem? Rabbi Yechonon says that if I go four amas without Tyro or Tefillin, Rashi, people don't know that I am not feeling well. Nobody is going to understand that the reason that I'm going without my Tefillin or speaking in Tyra which also interesting means is a reference maybe to speaking out tired and not just thinking it because who knows what's going on in his head anyway. Nobody's going to realize he wasn't feeling well. So what they'll think is he we're talking about eight feet, six to eight feet. They're going to think that that's okay. He was scared that people were going to learn from him. And he would have to not go down Amos even when he personally wasn't feeling well. This should re- touch it, you know, grab yourself. What is a stam tamad chacham? This is the etzem reality of Tyra. There will be an essay later on that talks about chayim, but suffice it for now, we are defining a category of life. Okay, we are talking about a different life, right? Are you uh, are you living within? You know, depending. Uh, you know, even in our video game example, are you are, are you living like on the outside looking in? You're looking at the pieces, and they're serving a higher purpose, and you live on that higher plane. You live with that purpose, or are you getting distracted, and you're starting to define yourself by your cartoon surroundings? Right? Where, where are you holding? A person who's living a Torah life is like on the outside looking down. They're on the outside looking in. And yes, they, they live in this world. The avoda takes place in this world. But they, you know, it ruts over shove. They, they kind of step out of it. They get clarity. And then they have to apply their clarity down in this world where it might not otherwise be so clear. But they're in a different plane of life. When we talk about Torah, we're not talking about a study. Of, uh, of a subject. We're not talking about just uh, being able to be Makabel Shefa and building a, building a world. What we're talking about is living in a separate world. You're, 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 you're seeing things differently. Right, right. In in our in our uh, example, right, the person who's a contractor, uh, right, I remember years ago, I don't remember even twenty years ago, a little less than that. I, I happened a friend of mine, or a guy I knew at the time, I don't remember who it was. He bought a house, and I happened to be in the neighborhood. I was in Cedarhurst or whatever. So he was in. Uh, he was walking into the house. And he, was, he happened to be in real estate, in like construction, and he bought the house. He said, why don't you stop by? You'll take a look, you'll take a look at the house. So I, you know, just, I was going to say hello because I was in the neighborhood. So I gave him a call. So he bought a house, and uh, it looked like a dump to me. Like, I, I mean, like whatever. And he said, what do you mean? Like you have no vision. He goes, this is, you know, you do this, that. And he, he just saw it differently, right? He, he, he literally, like he saw the potential in, uh, if I just move this wall and open this up and put the staircase over there, this is exactly what I need. What do you mean? You know, a, a, person, a person who sees things differently, they, they live in a different world. They just, they just see things differently. Right, a person who's investing, a person who's a real estate investor, and they see maybe a fire, a property that's burned by a fire, they look at at, at it through the eyes of an investor. 
פשוטו כמשמעו, כי לא ידבר ריק ומכם, כי הוא חייכם. אז הנה, פשוטו כמשמעו. וחיים אינם סובלים הפסקה. Life does not tolerate an interruption. If we understand what Torah is, then it's not like I learn for the day and I'm done, or I learn and now I'm going to move on to something else. You can't take a break from, you know, physics is what I'm studying in the morning and I don't need to know in the afternoon. Well, if you're walking on quicksand or if a car is coming towards you, you don't say, well, the car is barreling towards me and I'm not in the mood to think about the formula so I don't have to get out of the way right now. If you live in a world where there are principles of reality, maybe sometimes you're approaching them from the point of view of studying them and sometimes you're not, but that's not the type of thing that you could take a break from. It's just the world. Adam Shehifsik Linshaim, a person that stops from breathing, you can't stop breathing. Once you relate to something as life, then you don't stop. There's no pausing. Taira is life. So now we have to ask. If there's hadas, if you put on your towels, take it off, and then there's hadas, you make a new bracha. That's mitzvahs or eating, right? Yom Kippur, you have to make a barimine besamim, where you add an extra brachas, right? If it's, there's no hesach hadas, you can't make a thousand brachas one after another. There has to be an interruption. Maybe, you know, for a second, you were checked out, but that's your problem. There's no hesach hadas from life. The fact that you weren't thinking about it, if, if something is the principle of life itself, there's no hafsakah. Really, a person should turn by mitzvah, make berachas hatayra, and that's it. That's, that, that, even sleeping is part of life. Cannot sleep. If you'd make a bracha on life, then you'd make the, the then you'd make a bracha once, and then you'd live your life. This world is, I mean, it's a habash of Torah, it's a manifestation, but there's no, Torah, Torah is the world. Torah is voracious. My dargas chayim ela. So what is, what is this darga of life that we're talking about? You should be dove cleave to Hakadosh Baruch Torah brings us to closeness with Hakadosh Baruch Hu. and it's a distinct stage level of life. only a person that engages, invests in Torah is able to be zayicha to this. It's truth, and it's life. Right? There's no truth. There's one plus one is two, whether you study it or not. The principles of Torah, gravity is there, whether you study it or not. And most people figure that out. Right? Avram Avinu was able to look into the debris and figure out the principles of Torah. Right? The same way that, that, that a person who never heard the word gravity and never studied science will be able to figure out very quickly that things don't fall up. Torah is MS and Torah is life. Who is Baruch Nasan Lanu Hashem is MS. But we were relating this to MS and Chaim. Truth and life. And so every principle of MS attached to life, but that, that's true and, and it's continuing. It's continuing. 
Meaning that if you ask a person a principle of truth and a person gives you a third grade answer and they're in third grade or they give you a 10th grade answer and they're in 10th grade, right? And now all of a sudden they're 10 years ahead of that. Now they're, they're a PhD and they still are living, they still are living in the third grade answer. Well, then they're living perhaps in a superficial reality. Uh, you know, they, they haven't reached the depth of anything meaningful, especially because other things in life become more complex, right? In other words, the way that you the way that you relate to anything, whether it's fine, you know, when you're a kid, you have a dollar, these are what you spend, the way that you relate to finances and taxes and Everything else in your life takes on a level of sophistication because you realize that that's the truth. If I'm going to relate to it in the proper way, so then you know where I'm at, you know, demands a level of sophistication. If if uh, you, you would never go to a doctor that had a layperson's understanding, you know, you want somebody that, that understands something in a, in a truer sense that they can get to the root of it. If Torah is the only area that you don't do that to, right? Torah, in a certain sense, becomes the most superficial thing in your life. That that means that to to grow into Torah and to grow into life and to live it, the more sophisticated that you are and become, then your relationship with Torah changes also, right? And that applies to anything. It applies to Chumash. If a person learns Shnai Mikra, they learn Chumash when they're in third grade or fifth grade, and then when they're 50 years old, they're still reviewing Torah through the eyes of a third grader. The story is in Bereshis, and they're not learning Torah with, they're still learning even the same Rashi. There's a Ramban, I mean, the same Ramban that we learn in the, the, the Ikari Shem, the Ramban, you know, the, the Talmud, the, the, the Rajva, the Ritva, the Ramban on, on Gemara. It's the same Ramban that's, that, that, that wrote a Pirish on, on Chumash, right? If we're, still, if we're not graduating in our understanding of Torah, so then the more Torah we have, the more life we have, the more life we have, the more that we need to uh, have, have an understanding of Torah. Zed Talmud, Stam Talmud Chacham, who chai b'tayra, he is living Torah. V'chayim eila enam yoidim afsaka. This chayim does not know a break. L'chein, hu oisek umahar herba kol shave eno holech daladamas v'lay Torah. He is constantly thinking in Torah, and he, he can't take a break from this. Harayim be Indian Adam, his Harnu, Sha'asrli Shar Stam Adam. We recognize that it's Asr to remain a Stam Adam. When, so when it came to what we were talking about earlier, just going with the flow and being Stam and understanding yourself as an individual, we understood very well in the first two El Shiram were on this that we understood that a person, everybody has unique uh, set of circumstances and upbringing and culture, but that is that frames them for avoda. That isn't their avoda to just go with the flow wherever they were, even if they happen to be born in B'nai Brak and you know in a Torahic family. They're very lucky, right? It could be that where one person is born and the community that they live in is some is, is somebody else's avoda. The level that they're born into is a level that somebody else is striving for, but that's their avoda. They can't just be a stam adam. Hari b'Torah masis nafshenu liyos stam tamal chacham shel this. Uh, so again, so he says, Haray, in Indian Adam is Hanusha Asrli Shar Stam Adam. By Adam, we were warned that it's Asr to be to remain a Stam Adam. Haray, but Taira Masas Nafshenu, he leo Stam Tamil Chacham shall Taisfish lo Kiemets lo Idna de Layasikba. So our first goal is to reach the level of a Stam Tamil Chacham, this idea that we're describing. But what's now unbelievably wondrous is that this Stam Talmud Chacham, all of these answers that Tosfus gave were when does a person have clarity? A Talmud Chacham that 
X, and we gave three different answers, meaning that a Stam Talmud Chacham still doesn't know which way to go on the crossroads, which is unbelievable. That means that this unbelievable, this ambition that we have to be a Stam Talmud Chacham still is missing a certain sense of clarity. Oh, a person being a baseline Tamil Chacham is necessary on one's own level. And at that point, a person, though, has to understand what his... We all have to be Tamidah Chachamim. We all have to have a love for Torah. But then a person has to understand where he fits into it, right? Without going into the sugya. We just had, a, you know, uh, we spoke about Rabbi Kiva in Ksubis, right? Uh, the, I forget who it was that says Rabbi Kiva, right? Akiva, you know, like, uh, you know, what, what business do you have? What, there's different pshatim what it means. But, like, why are you discussing Agada, Go, Eitzel, Nagos, Nagam, Va'alos? In other words, everybody has a certain area. There are some people that different Gemaras have different Amorayim come up, uh, or, or different people. Some people are are big, you know, this brisket Taira, and you know, it's, everything is going to be Avram and Lot are going to be having a machlokas between the Rambam and the Ravid. And then you're going to be learning about Musar, and everything is going to bring out a different type of a point. Different people have different contributions. Some people are going to be an unbelievable first grade Rabbi, and some people are going to be an unbelievable base med Rabbi, and some people are going to uh, run a chesed organization. Organization. Different different people are going to have different strengths, and even within learning, people are going to have are, are going to be able to have different different contributions. And that's so being a stam tamachachum is where you start, but then a person has to further further hone, and you can't be something you're not. Again, you know, it's uh, not not just in this area. You know, it's one of the difficult things, especially in you know, depending on the, whether it's the yeshiva or circumstance that you're in, where there seems to be like you know a very specific track, and you have th- you know we have large classes and large classrooms, and everybody's taking the same tests, and therefore a person who has a strength that happens to be in line with how they give the test is going to be an A student, and a person who might think about things differently or have different strengths is not going to be any student and that comes to define them because their whole life is really very school-based and we don't have, depending on the yeshiva, that many uh, extracurricular activities that are not academic-related. Um, but a person really just has to grow uh, from where they're holding. The, the, another story that we quoted, I forget who it's about, but the, when I heard the story also from Ron Lopiansky, I heard it with names, that there are two tal- Talmidim that were both learning and somebody looked at them and said one would be successful and the other one you would never hear from again. And Kachavu, and the reason, you know, it was asked for me afterwards, I know he said, because one of them, you know, he was very studious, and, you know, he was, he was learning 12 hours a day, but that was in line with his strengths, so he was, he was just bringing the momentum and applying it in a particular place, but he, that, that would light something up, and it would resonate within him, and he would cultivate, it was in line with his personality, and the other person recognized that he wanted to learn, and it was, quote-unquote, the right thing to do, but when you take a piece of metal and you bend it really hard, either it'll snap back into place, or it'll break, but it's not going to, it's not going to, going to mold, you know, there's, there's telling somebody a muscle, you know, if you're on a ladder, you, you know, if you want to climb, you have to climb with one foot that's still on the rung, and then you lift only one of the feet, and then you can climb, but if you just try to jump up to some place that's outside of where you're at, you're not just sort of like linking A to B to C, you just sort of, you're somebody who you're not, so either you'll fall back to where you are, or you'll fall down much harder, right, so a person has to be able to understand being a Tamil Chacham is, everybody can be a Tamil Chacham to one degree or another, but they can live in this world. Um, but then a person has to further cultivate that. Let's just, it's not much more. Let's just um, finish this piece, but I will, I'll, I'll put it onto actually a separate recording.